0: on. When it says carry one, when Jesus told him, you know, go one mile, you go two miles. You know what? They give you one finger. You give them back two. give them that second finger, go the extra mile, but like, Oh, you want, oh, you want to show me the finger. I got two of them. Uh, take that. Uh, like you cut me off, but you're giving me the finger. Like that's Man, we got such amazing drivers in the city of Toledo. Aren't you guys so glad? They're great. (laughs) Holy moly. Walking in the Spirit is responding with gentleness when someone snaps at you or acts out on anger. You know what I just did? I just described five fruit of the Spirit. That's walking in the spirit. I just described kindness, patience, peace, self-control, gentleness. There's about four more of them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. If you're walking in those things, the fruit of the spirit, what are you walking in? The spirit. Come on, somebody. See, you're getting this. See, you're getting this. Friends, when you walk in the fruit of the spirit, you're walking in the spirit because it's not the fruit of the flesh. It's not the fruit of Satan. It's the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So when you are acting in the fruit of the Spirit, friends, yes. you're acting like Jesus, and you're walking in the Spirit of God. Come on, you can pass, go and collect $200 for that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go to Boardwalk, right onto Boardwalk. You know when you get Boardwalk, yep. you, you almost won Asking the game. Everything. Everything. That's right. Unless everybody's holding back that park place from you. <laughs> they ain't giving it to you. Smart. They're smart. They know. Your hotel's on there. Game's over. Game over. Look at your neighbor and say, game over. Friends, you cannot be intentional without an awareness of God and sensing the presence and nearness of God. Friends, why would you want to act in kindness for somebody who's acting rude towards you unless you knew God was around? There's You can't. In your own flesh, your own selfish nature won't allow it. You're going to snap at them back. You're going to tell them to shut their mouth. You're you're going to one-up however they disrespected you. The only way that you can act in the fruit of the Spirit is if the presence of God is around you. Fear the nearness of God. I'm telling you, by the grace of God, some of my most uh, uh, greatest tests that I passed, thank you, God, I, I was like immediately I knew the presence of the Lord was right there for me to make the right decision. Because if you're not thinking about God, then what are you going to act in? You're going to act in your flesh, right? You're going to act street or however you're raised or whatever your default mechanism is. Because that's natural. Self-defense is going to raise up. You're going to tell somebody about themselves, whatever. Cuss them out, punch them in the face. I don't know, whatever your default mechanism is. But friends, to walk in the spirit, to be intentional. Remember I said walking in the spirit is intentional. It's not accidental. It's not accidental. You're, you're not going to accidentally walk in the Spirit when you walk out of this door. You can't. It's intentional. It's you saying, I had a great experience at church and it's not going to stop there. I'm taking it home with me and the rest of the day, it's going to be an awesome day. It's intentional. Say amen right there. You got to say amen right there because that's, that's truth right there. It's intentional. Cannot be intentional without an awareness of God, sensing his presence and nearness. Okay, this whole sermon series is found out of Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. It says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So there's a there's about being and then there's about doing. And that's what we're talking about walking, being intentional, putting action, putting feet to what you believe or to what you profess being intentional if we live in the spirit then friends let's go ahead and walk in the spirit but you can't have galatians chapter 25 without galatians chapter 24 those who are christ what does that mean you belong to him christ you belong to him right those who are christ the s have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. You can't have verse 25 without verse 24. Are you getting this? So here, let's read this all together. So it says, for those who are Christ, meaning you belong to him. See, friends, you don't act out because you want to prove yourself anymore. Friends, when you are Christ, you have to act like you belong to him. Pastor Earl, like he said, when his wife walks in the room, he straightens up. Why? Because he belongs to her. That's right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he said property of Renee Harris. So funny. Hey, look, how long have you guys been married? 32, 32 years. Come on. <laughs> when I see people that still have passion and fire towards each other being married 32 years, you can ask them. You can... Get around them, because they're doing it right. Galatians, here, let's read verse 24, then verse 25. I know I got you doing a little bit of work back there, Pastor Ben. Verse 24, it says, Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, then let us also walk in the Spirit. So, so friends, in order to walk in the Spirit, you've got to say no to yourself, no to your flesh, no to your passions, no to your desires, no to the sinful nature. When you get cut off, Now I was, somebody was just telling me that, you know, uh, talking about road rage. Now they have something that's called aisle rage. Like you're in Walmart together and like, have you ever heard of this? And like, and like that old lady with that cart is like, get out the way. Like they call it like aisle rage now, or like you're standing there because, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, it's not your fault. You're at Walmart and they have 15 options of the one item you need. So what are you doing? You're figuring out, well, what's going to be the best price? What's going to be the the largest quantity for the best price? Well, what is the best brand? You're sitting there. You're figuring all this out. Do I have any shoppers in here? Anybody know how to shop? If you don't know how to shop, get around my wife. She'll teach you a thing or two. (laughs) She knows how to shop. And so you're standing there in the aisle, and all of a sudden, somebody bumps by you, and they say to you, excuse you. I was standing here first aisle rage. People are crazy nowadays. (laughs) Excuse you? What do you want to do? I mean, don't you just like want to like snap at them when they say excuse you like that? Like you, you may, (laughs) right, right. It may be your first natural reaction. Like what? Who are you talking to? But see, that's when you just put up that second finger and you say, God bless you. And everything inside, hold on here, check this out. Everything inside of you wants to tell them about themselves. You know what you just did? Crucified your flesh. You crucified its sinful desires. Does Jesus want you to act out and act stupid? And blow your, blow your witness? Absolutely not. Is living for Christ easy? Heck no, it is. That's why the, that's why the reward is so amazing. Pearly gates. I mean, I mean, heaven is set up for those who endure to the end. Meaning you gotta, you gotta win a few battles means you got to say no to yourself and yes to God. Come on. That's good. Thank you, Lord. That is good. I'm about to go back and listen and repent myself. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. The Amplified says it the best. Amplified. If you don't have an Amplified Bible, get you version. You'll have every version. Amplified is awesome. I've got a few versions of Amplified because this is exactly what I'm talking about. This kind of knocks it out of the park with what I'm, uh, this first point here, it says, but as I say, walk habitually, What? habitually say habitually. And that's a big word, isn't it? Kind of like almost sounds like you're about to sneeze ha, habitually walk habitually in the Holy spirit. I love this seeking him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Remember what I was talking about? Like you have to know God is around you. Like he's there with you. He's inside of you. He's watching you. He's there so that when you want to act out stupidly, you want to respond impulsively. You're like, well, God, I want to please you instead. I want to tell this person about themselves so bad, but really what I want more is to please you. <laughs> Some of you guys are getting it today. I feel like you're getting it. I feel like, yeah. Because if, if you haven't faced aisle rage, you will. Just, I'm not prophesying that over you. It's just, it's just it's what it is. You just can't live this world without facing people who are rude to people. Man, you know, when I was coming up with this, I was like, Lord, would you break any barrier that keeps me from walking habitually with you? That's my prayer for you today. Father, would you break over your sons and your daughters today everything that would keep us from walking habitually with you? Remember, intentionally, habitually, like like it's a habit. It's not just... Well, I walked with God on Sunday, but on Tuesday, man, it was all bad. <laughs> it's okay to stumble, friends. It is. It's okay to fall. The righteous man falls seven times, but he does what? He gets back up. So you, you stumble, you fall. Get up. Don't stay down. Don't stay beaten down. Don't let the devil don't let the devil condemn you. Don't let him discourage you. Get back up. Keep fighting this fight. It's worth it. Have it, has, it, has it ever occurred to you that right now you have as much God as you want? You have as much God as you want. If you're saying more and you don't really mean more, you're not going to get more. We were singing it, more of you. You're full as much of God as you want. And do you know that there's so much more? There is. It says from glory to glory. How many people feel like they want more of God? How many would say here that they want all of God? Well, what's stopping you? Who's stopping you? Paul told, Paul said, who cut in on you? You're running such a good race. Sometimes there's a what, sometimes there's a who. You figure out what that is. If there's a what or a who that's stopping you from getting all of God, then you, you... you kick that thing. You get rid of that thing. You go after him with everything. Because I can't fight that fight for you. Only you can fight that fight for you. Go get him. Go get him, tiger. Go after him with all your heart. It says, I love what it says in Luke chapter 9, verse uh, 11, 9. It says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be open to you, right? In actuality, when you know what that Greek is, you go to the amplified and it says it, it says it in the, in the correct connotation. It's not on my notes because it says ask and keep on asking. That's the right Greek. When Jesus said that seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, meaning go after it. Don't give up. Keep going. All right. Number two, let's continue on here. Number two, walking in the spirit is obedience. So number one, friends, walking in the spirit is intentional. Number two, walking in the spirit is obedience. Again, friends, it's not mystical. It's not like the super spiritual thing that's unattainable. God would never, give a, would never ask us to do something that we cannot attain. God trying to ask us to do something we can't attain would be like me asking you to go win a gold medal at the Olympics. <laughs> There's probably no way. Anyone in here? I mean, unless you train for 30 years, are you going to win a gold medal? Not saying that you can't, but most likely you just, I mean, there's, there is, there is, a, I mean, the people that are gold medal athletes train all their life, I mean, there, I mean, uh, was it Michael Phelps I mean, he swims like eight to 10 hours a day for that's what that's, that's the devotion for that gold medal. God isn't going to ask us to try to do something that's unattainable for us. God is gonna. God will ask us to do something that each and every one of us can attain. So when he says, walk in the spirit, he's not saying, okay, I'm going to throw that out there. Maybe one day you will eventually be spiritual and holy enough to do that. No, friends. He's saying, do this. It's obedience. It's when you wake up in the morning and you say, good morning, Jesus. How can I please you today? Help me not to be a jerk to my wife and kids today. Help me to give my best at my job because it's something that you've given to me, and I thank you for that. Help me to stay sensitive to your promptings and reflect you. Friends, that's a good prayer right there. What is that? Intentional obedience. You waking up being intentional with your mind and your heart saying, God, I want to please you today. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. It says, I urged urge Titus to go with you, and I sent him, and I sent our brother with him. Titus did not exploit you. Did he? Did we not walk in the same footsteps by the same spirit? Obedience. The same footsteps that Titus walked in was the very same footsteps that Paul walked in. That were what? Led by the spirit. Obedience to the spirit of God. Psalms 119 verse 35, it says, make me walk. Say "walk." walk. In the path of your commandments, for I delight in them. Friends, we can walk uprightly. We can walk in obedience. Walk. Not talk in obedience, not have ideas about obedience. you can walk in it. Put your feet forward and do it. First John chapter one verse seven, it says, "But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ' his Son cleanses us from all sin. Man, we need to walk in the light, friends. Amen. Luke chapter two, verse 27, talking about Jesus. It says the first four words, moved by the Spirit. Friends, this, this, isn't, this wasn't his own idea. This wasn't his own agenda. Well, here's Jesus with his own agenda again. No, moved by the Spirit. He went and it's going, okay, he was a kid. He went into, went into uh, the temple. Moved, And I just wanted to highlight that, those first few verses because, friends, we need to be moved by the Spirit of God. You can't be moved by the Spirit if you're not tuned in, like what we just talked about. Our last sermon series. You got to be listening. Got to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. So, number two is obedience. And number three, friends, we're going to end with this. Number three, friends, walking in the Spirit is freedom. It's not bondage, it's not containment. It's not, oh, they got all that religion going on. Man, it ain't nothing even like that. Friends, when you're walking in the Spirit, you're walking in freedom. The person on the street that, that isn't living for Jesus thinks they're free. They're not free. They're in bondage. Jesus says that anybody who sins is a slave to sin. But when you're in Christ, you're not a slave to things. You're not a slave to stuff. You're not a slave to your own desires. You're not a slave to this and a slave to that. Friends, Jesus is your master, and He isn't a taskmaster at all. He's a lover and a friend and a fighter how do i know that there's freedom because the scripture the bible says where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom so if you are walking in the spirit friends you're walking in freedom come on somebody say amen right there that's why you got to walk in the spirit friends you want freedom you need to walk in the spirit freedom to walk in joy and peace who doesn't want that Freedom from not being controlled by sin and the sinful nature being a slave to sin. Freedom to be with God, enjoy His presence, the strength and courage that's with Him. Friends, nothing compares to the presence of God. Nothing can compare to His presence. That's one of the reasons why, man, I love seeing ex-addicts fall in love with Jesus. Because they know, they know what it's like to be high, and then they know what it's like to be high. Because yeah. they used to sing, we used to sing a song back in the day that says, there is no high like the most high. There is no party like the Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost party. party. Friends, I'm telling you, let me, just, let, me just back tra- let me just backtrack just for a moment. Just a little bit of my story, just for a moment. 20 years ago, I remember, I remember when I first encountered God 20 years ago, right in this building, right up here at this altar. And Pastor Keith was praying for me. Our former pastor, who is now a deceased man of God, God bless him and his family, laid hands on me. And, and I can't explain it. All I know is I was shaking and I hit the floor. Boom! And I came to and I'm like, why the heck am I on the floor? And I got up and I bolted out a door. I'm like, give me out of this place. This is crazy. This place is weird. I tried putting my key inside my car. I was shaking so bad I couldn't even put my key in the... Remember back before you had the clop, clop and little buttons? You actually had to put your key inside the door. Remember that? And so you see, all, all of you millennials, you don't remember that. What's a key? Well, a key fob, right? Car starter? See, back in the day, they had this little metal thing. You actually had to insert it into the car door and turn it. I was shaking so bad. I couldn't even get... I mean, I just couldn't, even, and I sat in my car, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what the heck just happened?" And I'm driving home, and just this joy and this excitement, friends. I've been high, drunk, but I couldn't explain the feeling I had then. I'm telling you, it changed my life, wrecked me forever. I was going, I was going to parties with my boys, and I'm like, "Man, y'all need to come to church, man. I'm serious. Like, there's this thing that happens." Like, you know, I'm we're like, I'm serious. Like we're sitting there, we're drinking and smoking. I'm like, I'm telling you, man, you got to come to church here because, because there's something, man, there's this feeling. I see. I didn't even know. I didn't even, I'm trying to explain the Holy Spirit, not even knowing what it was. I'm like, there's this like thing that happens. Like, like you get like excited and, and man, I just can't explain it. Like, it feels better. Like there's no hangover. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to like sell these people, Jesus, you know, and at the time, I mean, I did. I brought some of my dudes to church and some of them, I mean, they did, man. They got touched by God and I don't know what they're doing with their life now. But, but as an addict, the only way I could explain it was a person that has been high. To man, and that's how God re- reached and got, got a hold of me. and said, oh, you feel, oh, you've been high, huh? Let me show you this. Bam, this is better. I've been, get, I've been getting high ever since, friends. Jesus, for 20 years, set free. From drugs and alcohol. Because there's nothing else that compares to the presence of God. And there's no hangover. I got to pay money for it. I ain't got the police chasing me down. Why? Because you know what, friends? Everything else is a counterfeit. God created us for fellowship with him and he created it to be the most absolutely amazing thing that you could ever experience on this earth. Sin has screwed it up. The devil obviously tries to counterfeit all that stuff. And so that's why we got that's why why do you think we have so many people that are addicted to drugs? Because there's something inside of them that they want to feel something. And you have it. Yeah. Well, that's so good. You should repeat that. Repeat that. And he's given it to you. Friends, there's no drug, sex, food, person. I like to eat. (laughs) No amount of money that can compare. I love that song. It says, you can take the whole world. Give me Jesus. What would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul in the process? David said it. He said, Lord, whatever you do, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take your presence from me. He sinned against, he sinned against God with Bathsheba. He said, Lord, please don't take your spirit. He didn't, he didn't notice, he didn't say, Lord, don't take the kingdom from me. Lord, don't take my riches from me. Lord, he said, Don't take your presence. This guy was rich. This guy had it all. Multiple wives. He had everything: power, good looks. And, it, and the one thing he he pleaded with God: don't take your presence. Why? Because he realized that God's presence was greater than all every all of the battle all of the battle victories that he won, all of the trophies that he had in his armory, all you know, a Goliath sword, the beautiful woman standing next to him, all of the shiny stuff. He said, "Take not your presence, because there's nothing that compares to the presence of God." And that's why hell is such a dire place. Because it's void of the presence and the goodness of God. And you're in anguish, and you're in despair, and it's void of the goodness and presence of God. One more verse. We're going to close. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. You know what this is? This is our verse, amplified. Because the amplified is amazing. It says, if we... man." I don't know who translated the Amplified, but man, they put the smack down on this verse. If we claim to, oh my gosh, live by the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of people out here claiming. Yes. See, back in the day, we used to call it set claiming. Remember that? Well. <laughs> Some of you guys don't know that, that term, set claiming. People are Jesus claiming. If we claim to live by the Spirit, live by the Holy Spirit. We must also walk by the Spirit. And then he gives us how to do it. I love the Amplified. With personal integrity, godly character, moral courage, our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. Man, is so good. Bam, son, look at your neighbor and say, "Booyah." Booyah. booyah. Man, that's it. Not just claiming to live, but walking. And then he says he's going to show us how to do it. Live with integrity, godly character, moral courage. Let your conduct be empowered, friends. That's when you say no. That's when you get cut off, and somebody. And that's when you can just go ahead and turn your music, your radio up, and just keep praising. When somebody acts in ignorant towards you or or in disrespect towards you, because you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. Hopefully, you get to a point where it doesn 't affect you as much. It stings a little less that should be growth that should show you you 're growing and then you can go then you can come up to one of us and say i didn 't cuss him out this time, pastor <laughs> praise god that 's good steps. Stand to your feet with me today <laughs> we are we 're going to celebrate with you today. I said earlier, I don't, you know, I don't think that it's, it's not like a, it's not like a mystical thing where, where, you know, I can lay hands on you and then you're just going to go on out. But what can happen, what can happen is you can respond to God and you can say yes to God and he can feel you and empower you to continue to say yes to him. This is what's so amazing. You know, our, 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 our dependence on God is, is like, is greater because it's like, well. We need God. We all know that. We need him to forgive our sins. We need him to, you know, to be with, with, you know, to be in heaven with him. We need him, you know, he's, he's our bridge. I mean, he's all that stuff, but then you need him to help you to live for him. It's like, it's like a double whammy. Like you, you need God to live for God. You need him to empower you for you to want him so that you can live for him. So we're just going to ask him. Bow your heads with me today. Father, we say, God, you are good, and you're worth it. You're worth it all, like we sang earlier. It's all for you, God. And, Lord, we thank you that, God, this series, God, I pray that, God, that there would be a supernatural, God, opening of our eyes and of our mind and of our heart to know that, God, that we can, as your sons and as your daughters, walk in obedience to your word that instructs us to walk in the Spirit. I pray that, God, that that would become such a habit in our lives, that we would walk habitually with you. I pray, God, if that's been a part of our lives, then thank you. Would you continue to increase, God, for those of us that have been walking with you? Thank you, Lord. I pray a supernatural double portion of, Father, of just, uh, God, favor, God, of, of faith, God, of passion. Would you just stir, as the Scripture says, when you... When Paul told Timothy to fan into flame, God, would you just fan into flame for those of us that have been walking habitually with you and those today, God, that have said, Today I'm going to choose to walk according to what God says. Would you empower by the Holy Spirit all of our conduct? Would you empower our reactions? Right there, God, would you empower our reactions? Would you empower our mind, empower our thoughts, empower our actions, empower our words that would be pleasing to you. That's my heart cry. That's the desire of my heart. That's the desire of my heart for every follower of Christ in this room. God, that our actions would be pleasing to you. In the mighty and powerful and awesome name of Jesus, I pray. Everybody said together, amen. Amen.